It's the last week of January of 2022 already. I thought 2022 just started. Yeah. Welcome to how everyone's probably feeling at this point. (laughs) That's right. So to prepare, let's dive into what the hidden kind of meaning of the year 2022 could mean for all of you. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Whoa. For all of you numerology nerds like myself, uh, if you add up the year 2022, which is a two plus a zero plus a two plus an additional two, you equal to six and six has a whole background of numerology meaning. It's my favorite number. What? I know that's weird. So when I was a kid, I used to think that each of the numbers had a personality. Like, I know this is weird, but when I was a, when I was a kid, I just, there were certain numbers that were really friendly Mm. and certain numbers that were less friendly. And I just had sort of like, I thought they had a facial expression Like for some reason, like the different, they didn't really have a facial expression, but each of the numbers had sort of a, they were nice or they were not so nice and they were, they were indifferent. I've never really said this before to anyone. (laughs) Anyway, it's really interesting. So um, six had the friendliest disposition. Mm. And so I really loved the number six because it was like the friendliest personality. And I just loved that number. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Is that strange. I actually, I, I feel for this because while I've never really thought about that, for some reason, the number four has always been fairly off-putting for me. Why though? I never really got along with nines or seven, like nine and seven were difficult. Mm -hmm. Like kind of, you know, eight was a little bit much. Um, but six was like super friendly. I always felt like six was, friendly and easy. You know, six was always going to be your friend, helpful, friendly, kind, loving, sort of maternal feeling. It was always like, I got you. And Mm. I always felt like it was giving me a hug because I felt like there was that arm up at the top that was going to wrap around you like a friend. Oh, I love that. So how did you find it like showing up for you? Well, I loved that number so much that whenever I would have an email So most of my emails, if I needed a number after my email, I would put 222 after it. Ah, so all your passwords are password 222? Oh, right. Yeah, no, actually. (laughs) But I would often incorporate like, um, like my, well, I don't have this email anymore, but my old email from AOL was jdog06. Oh, cool. Or I would always do like Jimmy 222 or like whatever. I would always put that 222 or Mm. the 06 or something like that with all of my things. And like my my best friend at the time, he would always do 333. Oh. That was his thing. And I was like, oh, I really like six. So mine's 222. So I, isn't that funny? I love that. It's a magical number in a lot of ways. (laughs) Let's talk about it because I'm fascinated with. I remember getting freaked out one time about nines and how the mathematics of nines work. When you think about like eight plus one is nine. And like, when you start to think about like any number is nine, the numbers add up to nine, you kind of freak yourself out, but you have some like six is also kind of magical. So tell me about that. Why is six magical? 
Well, mathematically. In our- yeah, in our research for this episode, uh, I discovered because you know, <clears throat> math as someone who uh, is kind of like dyslexic uh, with numbers <laughs> is not always my friend. So I was fascinated to realize that uh, six is the first perfect number in mathematics. So that means that six is both the sum of its products and of its factors. So for example, if you add one plus two plus three, that equals six. Also, if you multiply one times two times three, that also equals six. What? I never realized that before. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Adding, one, adding one, two, and three or multiplying one, two, and three, you still end up with six. That's yes. a trip. Yeah. So perfect numbers are known for being both harmonious and stable, which is a main characteristic of the number six in numerology. It's associated with responsibility and domestic affairs a lot of the time and balance choices. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a trip. So, you know, you and I are both into tarot and whatnot. For sure. uh, yeah. So the number six is in the major arcana, the lovers, uh, which right. again is all associated with choices and balance and domestic affairs and that sort of thing. The lovers is also, yeah, it's choices and all those things, head versus heart. Are you making a choice about love or magical concerns? A lot of people think of the lovers card as like, Literally, like, love. Right. I really do read it as choices, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's funny that that would be the sixth card, because if it's choices, then maybe these particular choices around six are when you need to trust your gut, right? When you need to trust your sixth sense, right? Which Mm -hmm. happens to be... A six, six right. sense. Your sixth sense. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that also if we think about the tarot, the the 15th card or card number 15 mm. is the devil. And that is also related to the lovers because it's a six. Yes. If you add one and five. And there's also two figures in the classic writer weight or even in several of the images. You have the two lovers that are then chained to their addiction. Or you have these, or did your choices lead you down a road of addiction or of or of overconsumption or other things. And so making the right choice or then choosing to leave, because there's a lot of that sort of like. You can choose to leave a bad situation. There's a lot of choice, a lot of interesting ideas about the devil. Mm. So the devil as another card that is sort of related to six, although we have to reduce it down one in five. So I think there's interesting things about that too in the cards. Even when you think about all the pips in the tarot card that are sixes, they're like the five is always sort of like in the middle of the one to 10 in the pips and you're one past the middle. So you're often, you see those, you know, the six of pentacles, the six of, of swords, the six of, you know, cups, the six of, um, of wands. Mm. They're all in this place of like, okay, I'm past the midpoint. I'm one Mm. step past the midpoint. And a lot of times they're, I think a lot of times they're on the favorable side of like, I'm making progression. Mm, Yeah. If you think about those images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not in this in between space. Yeah. I'm moving my Like you said, like the midpoint Mm check-in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which can sometimes be a little bit tough. Like the five of cups is like, ah, and then the six yeah. of cups is like, okay, I'm making my way towards, you know, 
where I want to go. So it's, it's fascinating to think about as a kid, I think about the six being about like your friend or maternal or sort of this very loving sort of thing. But did you find some of that with what the meaning of six is numerologically? Well, as a fun side note, uh, for anyone who watched Blossom in the nineties or whenever it was eighties, whatever, uh, the best friend of Blossom, her name was six. Hey, and now I'm wondering, like, was that on purpose? So (laughs) some like numerology nerd was like, let's literally make her best friend six. So that's kind of funny that you're like, oh, it's the friendly number. Six is also a symbol of Venus, which makes sense because that, again, is the goddess of love. And for a lot of people, six is a lucky number. So it's the uh, highest number on the dice, which is, again, I didn't kind of consider that before. Um, I never thought about that. But yeah, yeah, you're like rolling. I want to roll like... Yeah, well, some games. Yeah. Right, yeah. Depends. Good point. I think a lot of those games use three sets of dice, which is interesting. Again, like the three and the six, whole multiple thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then just in nature, I mean, which is, of course, one of the most magical elements out there. It's six is very prevalent. Oh, yeah. I think about six in a lot of ways in nature. I mean, we think of sacred geometry. I think of the hexagram, mm-hmm. which is, we might see it as the star of David. Um, people think about it, but it's a upside, a, a triangle, an equilateral triangle, an equal, you know, size triangle pointing down and one pointing up layered on top of each other. There's different magical symbols with that, but the most common one we see is the hexagram. That as a magical symbol is a really important symbol in magic. And it's used in magic in a lot of ways to symbolize, along with the pentagram, you know, mm-hmm. with the five-pointed star, the hexagram is used a lot of times in magic. The pentagram is often symbolizing the body, mm-hmm. and the hexagram a lot of times symbolizes like space or the universe or sort of your sure. place in Male magic. Male and female. Yeah, yep, lots like a of balance. things like that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you see the, the elements in there because when you overlap them, you have then the symbols of the elements, which are often the triangle with a line through them, and those can mm. be put together as like the four elements. So yes. it's a really cool, you know, thing. But if you look at nature, I certainly am aware of carbon we are carbon-based life forms carbon is one of silica will also do this but um carbon bonds to itself and forms chains and so it has atomic number six it happens to be the foundation of carbon-based life forms Hmm. so we are life on earth is based on carbon and so it's just interesting that that's atomic number six and It is what creates life. The only thing that your brain can use for energy is glucose. And a glucose molecule is in the shape of a hexagon, a six-sided hexagon. And when you break those hydrogen bonds between the carbon loop that creates a glucose molecule, that releases energy. That's what your body uses for energy, your brain. So anyway, that is breaking open a six-sided honeycomb-shaped molecule. And Mm. that is exclusive, what our brain uses for energy exclusively. It's fascinating, you know, that that is like a basis of life and energy and thought. So in some ways, our ESP and our thoughts and our, the way our brain works is really using a six-sided molecule from atomic number six carbon. And that's something that I'm like, oh, you're reminding me. I mean, 
mean, you put something in the notes for our, our mm. show and then it's reminding me of like, oh, right. I forgot in chemistry, there's all this cool stuff around like carbon being, you know, yeah. atomic number six and how it will loop together in these six-sided, you know, molecules that we know as glucose. Hmm. I wonder, so six seems like a very efficient number, right? In that it kind of, the organization of that number is really perfect for like, you were telling me, um, like social settings. So elaborate a little bit on that. That's a cool thing. Well, I just think about like, we see it like when, when stuff comes together like foam or, or bubbles or whatever, Mm. they'll end up sort of coming together like honeycomb Yes. Like things will naturally honeycomb like bees will, will build honeycomb and it's six sided cells because mm-hmm. it's super efficient to come together. Even flowers, like we'll see the five petal flowers, but we'll also have six petal flowers sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of that, but in group settings, and this is actually my husband did some research on social settings. So we lead a social group that meets regularly or used to meet before the pandemic. One thing that we noticed, and he did some research on this, if you have a group and a casual setting, it's not a formal like talk. If it's a casual setting of people getting together and there's five people, you will basically have one conversation happening. So if it's five of us getting together for coffee or for dinner or for whatever, or a beer or whatever, It'll just be one conversation. Each person, like Katie, will start talking and whatever, and we'll talk about whatever. And then Rob will say something, and then, mm. you know, whatever. And then Michael will say something, whatever. And then I'll say something, right? If it's like just us, it'll be one conversation at the dinner table. If it is more than six people, so if it's seven people, there will be two conversations. Oh. <laughs> so six is the six is the limit typically. And I I got to thinking about that after we talked about it. And my family is very social. There's a lot of us. And yeah, that absolutely happens. Even though we are all aware of it and hate when that happens, <laughs> we want to be in like one conversation. It just naturally happens. It just, yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a toast, except uh, for the toast or, the, right. or or saying grace or something. And I remember when hmm. I went to dinner with you and it was a group of six. Yeah. And we basically kept one conversation going at the dinner table. Very interesting, right? Yeah. With that, why don't we take a quick little break? And when we come back, we can talk about how six is incorporated into magical making. Yes. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back. If you've ever been curious about getting a palm reading with my co-host, James Devine, there's never been a better time than now. Not only does Jim offer empowering palm readings to help you tap into the hidden messages in your hands, he's also now offering Divine Hand Tarot readings for a limited time. Find out more about all of Jim's amazing offerings at thedivinehand.com and on his Instagram page where you'll find him as Divine Hand Jim. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners, join me for my first ever knit along featuring my River Mitts pattern. This quick knit along is one week only and will run from January 29th to February 5th. Join myself and Heather from UU Yarns as we cast on together on the 29th at 9 a.m. Pacific time via Zoom. Keep up with this knit along by posting on Instagram using the hashtag RiverMittsKAL. Then on February 5th, join us again via Zoom for a bind off bash. Find out more about this event and how to purchase kits at lightfromlantern.com. And we're back. Okay. So all that magical, magical sixes, the sixes are magic. Math is magical. Yes. Hashtag. I want to know about making. So I saw on your Instagram, are you all following Light From Lantern? (laughs) 
on Instagram, you are making little, what are they? They're little called, bee thingies. So the uh, the followers of this particular pattern call them hexapuffs. And the pattern is the <laughs> beekeeper's quilt by Tiny Owl Knits that has been around for probably like 10 plus years. <laughs> so they're little bee... Um, Honeycombs. Honeycombs. That's what Yay. I'm looking for. Honey, I, I should remember <laughs> the cereal. Honeycombs big. Da, da, da. Okay. Honeycomb hideout. <laughs> so the little honeycomb shaped knit little puffs. They are yes. little puffs. Yeah. They are the cutest. And so I keep seeing you knit them and knit them and knit them as these little puffs. And then they just sort of gather kind of mm-hmm. like tribbles from Star Trek. Like they keep. Yes. Uh, and then eventually, what are you going to do? Sew them together and make a little quilt? Yeah. Like the cutest quilt ever. Oh, you like, there have been some examples that have actually been finished by people who are much more productive than I am that they go all out. They put little, you know, scented things in there, like good little witches, making them like little mojo bags and things and do little, uh, I was like, oh, I could do sigils is like applique on the top. You know, my home mind is totally different from me 10 years ago. So I'm like, oh, these are little magic puffs now um but where the real magic comes in is like when you're done with like the 500 of them or whatever you're gonna make is laying them all out and remembering like oh you can put them anywhere because the shape works anywhere it fits everywhere magic shape because they're honeycomb yes exactly and that means you can also arrange the colors. So if you want to do an ombre, if you were doing them in different colors, you want to yep. sort of do an ombre color or you want to just do it like random. So that's a way to use something that's six-sided mm-hmm. and how cool to be able to like turn it in any direction. The possibilities are endless with that. Yeah. And I mean, if you really wanted to get like extra about it, you could do like when you're sewing them all together, six stitches on each side, you know, adds all of them up or something like that, you know? Ooh. Okay, what else can you do to incorporate the number six in your making? So one of the most visually appealing options is if anybody's a quilter out there, and I know there's like ways that you could do this in knitting as well, having a six-pointed star quilt is like just a stunning work of geometry. I highly recommend looking them up. If you're a quilter, like I said, you've probably already been there, done that, but they are just stunning. Yeah, I've seen the, like the eight pointed stars or like those sort of like mm. wind, like they have the the stars that stick out like a windmill kind of thing. Yep. I've seen those on quilts. I don't know if I've seen a six pointed star quilt. No, oh, do yourself I'm gonna a favor. I'm going to have to Google that. Pretty Geometry pretty. made into art. That's cool. Yeah, quilting. Yes. Quilting is a great. I mean, I mean, some of the quilts, when we go to the Washington State Fair mm. and we look at the quilts, they that is art. I mean, gee oh, yeah. whiz. Okay, um, are there other ways to incorporate six? Because I think I know one. I think right. that my husband is a crocheter mm-hmm. and he's got this kit with all of these crochet hooks. And I think the crochet hooks are numbered. Hey, yes. Is that true? And is this true of knitting needles also? They're it numbered. So I yes. bet you I could probably get like a number six knitting needle or number six um, knitting needle, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I don't know what size I have. Well, the fun thing is, depending on if it's a needle or a hook or whatever, you could be going off the millimeter size. So maybe what you're going to use is a six millimeter, which is like the actual 
circumference of the tool, or maybe you're using like, quote, a US six needle, which doesn't have anything to do with the millimeter size necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Like pants. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So, you know, there's fun ways to think about it there. Um, You could feature like six sections of color work. You could have a six stitch repeat. You could have your cast on number be a multiple of six. Uh, You know, you could use three colors of one shade and three colors of another that kind of uh, work into each other over six areas. And then cables, of course. You know, you could do a three three stitches crossing over this way, three stitches crossing over that way. Anyone who listened to our cables episode, uh, Fisherman Knit, will appreciate that one. Yep. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Well, I hope everyone takes this year of the number six, yes. can embrace this idea and this aspect of love and friendliness and mm-hmm. you know the number six incorporate into your magic mm-hmm. both in making and in your craft with the capital c and your craft with the lowercase c and see what comes about and let us know but there's something else we wanted to talk about so i hear you went on a trip you went skiing didn't mm-hmm. you over yes. in bend oregon tell us what you found i was there a yarn store or something <laughs> so like many people who are into yarn you can just sense when you're near a yarn store <laughs> didn't realize there was actually a yarn store in bend oregon when we were going out skiing last weekend but i found one and when i went in imagine my surprise when they had the yarn tarot deck waiting for what? me what there's a yarn tarot deck i mean there's got to be a tarot deck for everything. I bought the pasta tarot, which I'm oh super my god, excited. the pasta tarot! Yes. I'm super excited <laughs> about that to show up one day. A yarn tarot. I yes. think that might be perfect for our podcast. Okay, where did you find this? What's the name of the? All right, the so it came from Wool Town, in Bend, Oregon. Full town. Full town. Okay, is Ben cute? You love oh my gosh. Ben is so cute, I didn't want to leave. So I thought it would be fun to do a little unboxing of it live. Yay! I know, right? Uh, so it was published by Sixth and Spring, which is the people who do like... Uh, Vogue Knitting and that sort of thing. Soho Publishing. It's actually okay, like people in the knitting industry. Okay, so knitting. not published by... Magical people published by knitting people. Yes, exactly. That's cool. Okay, be careful with that thing. You so Katie is currently using an exacto knife. Yes. To open. I have faith in you as a crafter. I have less faith, but appreciate your support. I can already tell that this is in a really decent box. It's not a tuck box. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. So the, yeah. It's hear that? Yep, that's good. It's not someone coming to the door. (laughs) That's your new tarot deck. Ooh, oh, I love this. So you pull the bottom out. Yes. Oh, Oh. and there's a pentacle there. That's fun. That's cool. Knitting needles on the sides. Spindles. Drop spindles. Oh, Crochet hooks. Oh, okay. I bet these are the... uh, We're open-minded. Perhaps these are the, you know, like this is pentacles, obviously. Oh, it's weeping. It's woven. I see. So those are the suits. So we've got pentacles. Let's see. Pentacles. Crochet hooks. Hooks. Spindles. Spindles. And needles. Knitting needles. 
okay, yes. cute. Ooh. Oh, and then inside you can see there's like a really nice hard book and then the a hardcover book and cards. So the cards don't have like a gold edge or anything. Oh, the inside is printing. Ooh, it's pretty on the inside. Talk about unnecessary. So nice. I love it. Secrets. I love the Easter eggs inside. Yeah. Same on the other side. Just saying. Oh, nice. Very nice. All right. So we'll look at the little book. Oh my gosh. What? This is what happens when a book publisher does tarot decks like a book publisher. (laughs) That's amazing. This is a little book. Oh my god! And actual actual pictures of each of the cards in the book. Yes, they're in black and white. Which well, I yeah, mean, you expect like, that. Yeah, I guess. and then is the are all the pages have the gray bar at the top? Yep. Yeah, all the pages. Okay, yeah, so very consistently laid out. That's very nice. Nice. Looks like lots of information. Oh, they have little spreads you can try. Wow. Oh, that one was for the year ahead. Wow. There's. There's a lot of things. How Are do you there do any the reading? yarn specific threads like, you know, the oh. knit one pearl two spread or the should be. Let's see. Uh, no. So there's an opportunity. Huh? Okay. Very cool. So very <laughs> detailed awesome. little hard that. book. So cute. Hard book. So it's great. All right. And then, ooh. So here's okay, the, the back. Of the deck. It's, it's blue and white. Very cute. I see it's got the four suits on there. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right. Cardstock. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not the thickest ever, but still pretty good. That's good. Um, and nice slide. Yeah? yeah? It sounds rough. Well, I mean, I guess I've had a lot of playing cards that I've been playing with lately. So for me, they feel pretty slick because they're yeah. not textured. Um, yeah. So I would say they're matte but not textured, which is okay, nice. Okay, nice. So let's take a look at some let's of Let's see that Ooh, Here's the fool. Oh, my God. Of course, think, the dog's wearing a sweater. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> is the fool carrying a, a bag? Oh, yeah. That's a yarn bag full of yarn. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, of course, awesome. Well, I like how the fool has is still carrying a flower. Mm-hmm. So there's that Rider Waite Smith iconography. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fun side story before we keep going. So the illustrator here is Katie Ponder, which is interesting because this person's a Katie. The person I purchased the deck from, the owner of the yarn store, was also a Katie. And I'm a Katie. So there's three Katies That's coming amazing. together. That's <laughs> amazing, Anyway, all right, continuing. Ta-da. Ooh, check out this magician. That's great. Ooh, yep. It's kind of a Greek-looking profile of that human. Yeah. Yeah. All right. High Priestess. Ooh, this Empress is very fashionable. Emperor with the goats, obviously. Real goats. (laughs) I like how the skin tone of the Emperor is bringing some diversity in. That's excellent. Yeah, I agree. It's Mm -hmm. nice. Everyone's a, a lot more diverse in this. Yeah. I won't do them all, but oh, lovers, yeah. obviously, we had to do this well, one. We today. talked about that. Oh, that's a great card. Oh, wow. Oh, excellent. Yeah, we'll walk through some of the ones that are your favorites. <laughs> obviously, the hermit. Hello. Yeah, you got to look at the hermit. Let's check that out. Oh, Ooh, nice hermit. It's a yarn ball instead of the lantern. It is it the is, lantern, is the is there a Is there a, um, a hexagram in the yarn ball? I don't see one. Okay. But that's okay. And I got to look for death because that's my other one. 
my other jam. Ta-da. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty classic. Yep. Yep. All Very right. classic death card. What about you? Anyone particular you like looking at? Um, the tower. I like seeing the tower. Oh, the devil. El Diablo. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the devil. <laughs> I like this one. Ah, they're just nice. jumping ship. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yarn balls flying mm-hmm. everywhere. Let's see the, I like to see some of the um, court cards. So I want to see, yeah. like, I love the 10 of pentacles. I mean, the king of pentacles. Um, I love seeing the 10 of cups. I love Ooh. seeing the aces. Oh, here's a fun one. Ace of swords. Okay. That's awesome. What's that 10 of cups look like? The cups are the spindles. I love this. Oh, beautiful. That's interesting. Ah, this might be my favorite. It's pretty joyful. Yeah. Uh, rainbow. Ooh, it's really pretty. Is there a um, court card that you really love? Um, you, you know, I always like the Queen of Cups. So, oh, here yeah. Boom, wrapped in nice. so much knitwear. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Oh, what a cool deck. Gosh, yeah. So I'll give them a, a shuffle here and then we can pull one. As our uh, advice for the week ahead. What do you think? Great. Sounds awesome. Ready for this? Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Oh, went right in. That's always good. Good shuffling. Good shuffling. Even on the first one before they're all broken in. Now, I'm used to shuffling a lot of cards, like double decks for Canasta. So. Yeah. Oh, Canasta players. They're good oh, for shuffling. Nice. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> so our six in disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think of that. It's great that we got the six in disguise. So I immediately think of know your limits, hold your boundaries. This is a lot of uh, Saturn energy. We have a lot of you know Saturn energy right now at this time of the astrology is Uranus square Saturn. We have a lot of that stuff happening. You can free yourself of your bonds. You have the freedom. The only thing retrograde right now is Mercury. So free yourself of your bonds and be free. What's your read on that card? Yeah, this is a great time to uh, pull out any projects that are no longer serving you. Uh, Readjust your attitude, I guess, on them. Like, it's okay if you don't want to do it anymore. Just free the needles, free your mind, release. Yes, exactly. So uh, I think, yeah, giving yourself a break to kind of let things go. Do you have anything exciting coming up? Well, so this is the last week of January. What's coming up in February? Our month of not magic. It's your last. Oh, yes, it is magic. (laughs) Not magic Ah. is coming up. We're going to have a lot of fun with not magic in February. I'm teaching intro to palmistry at the beginning of February. This is a big week to sign up. So you'll see all of my subscribers got an email already to sign up. If you've subscribed to my email list, you got a special discount. If you have not signed up for my email, then you did not get that special discount, (laughs) but you can still sign up on my website or uh, or you can see the promo on my Instagram, thedivinehand.com or on my Instagram at divinehandgym. Intro to Palmistry, you can learn to read palms. It's super fun. It's a really fun class. 
Yeah. Yes. And then just a week after that, I'm going to do my, finally, I'm going to do my intermediate palmistry course. Everyone's been begging for. So Ooh, it's a one-two punch of intro to palmistry. And then everyone has been waiting for the intermediate palmistry. will finally get into that class. So Ooh. Well, sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out. You too will be obsessed with looking at people's palms after that. Like I You was. loved it. Yes. <laughs> I sure did. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening and being with us each week. We love you. And feel free to send us an email, drop us a line. Yes, we look forward to hearing hearing from from you. you. Yes, awesome guys. All right, Jim. Well, I look forward to February, our month of not magic? Question mark? Of not magic. Hey, that's right. I love it. All right, stay tuned, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, Jim. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.